We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. Here's another piece I'll trust you enjoy. I am so very grateful to have a a special guest today who is in in Israel currently, and that is Michael Dixon. He is the executive director of Stand With Us, which is an international educational nonprofit dedicated to supporting Israel and fighting anti-Semitism around the world. He's a British-Israeli writer and public speaker, and he is calling into the show today uh, live from Israel. Michael, thank you so much for joining me on the program. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me and for drawing to attention to what is such a terrible, terrible, devastating tragedy. It absolutely is. I mean, every time I hear anyone minimizing this or we'll get to this, but talking about ceasefire, I remind people here, what would you do if your family members were dragged into the street and murdered, your loved ones were kidnapped, and the target were all civilians? Um, Michael, let's, let's start right there, because this is not a war between opposing armies or anything like this. This has truly been what I've considered to be war crimes. Can you tell us a little bit about what is happening? Or let, let's go back from Saturday to now. Can you give us an overview mm. from your perspective in Israel, what has been going on? Saturday was a holiday as well as the Sabbath, uh, the end of the Tabernacles Festival. And we were really awoken at 6.30 in the morning, uh, my entire family, jumped out of bed because there were uh, sirens, alerts, warning us of incoming rocket fire from Gaza. We huddled into the bomb shelter, my wife and my five kids, Mm. and uh, we've been in and out of there ever since. What we now know is that that rocket barrage that was fired all across Israel was cover for Hamas terrorists to infiltrate into Israel, for hundreds of terrorists to pour into Israel and go house to house, community to community, and carry out scenes of carnage that we have not seen since the Holocaust. And as I'm saying those words, I'm shaking, but it's true. Mm -hmm. The amount of people they killed, that they murdered in cold blood in one day, has not been seen since that time. And so what happened was that they uh, went into uh, kibbutzim, they went into cities, they went into uh, villages, and they tore families apart. Um, they went to a music festival uh, where now 260 bodies hmm. have been uncovered. Purely young people enjoying music on a sunny day. Um, suddenly, they were running for cover and hiding as they were gunned down with sophisticated weaponry uh, and murdered in cold blood. And mm-hmm. then what Hamas proceeded to do was to take uh, families, take the elderly, take disabled people, and take children into Gaza where they're now holding them hostage. An 85-year-old grandmother, Mm -hmm. a mother with 
kids aged two and four, two daughters. Can you imagine that? No. Um, they were seeing, because obviously they videoed everything because they're so proud of this brutality. So the mother is seen being huddled into a truck, taken into Gaza with a makeshift, makeshift hijab put on her head hmm. and never seen again. And so we have this intolerable situation right now where potentially 100 or even up to 200 individuals are in activity with Hamas and Islamic Jihad terrorists. Mm -hmm. Some of them may be American. Uh, we're still finding out. And uh, this has been compared to Israel's 9-11. I can tell you that in the days since, it's felt like the days after 9-11, people posting photos of their loved ones with phone numbers, yes. just asking, have you seen them? And that sense of uncertainty, and then drip by drip, the gruesome testimony of people about what happened when those terrorists were in control of their homes and their cities. Yes. It's been pretty unbearable. I, I am so sorry. And if you were tuning in, my guess is Michael Dixon. He is in Israel right now in the center area of the country. He is executive director of Stand With Us. Michael, I heard that um, comment early on uh, from one of the Israeli officials that this is your 9-11. I mean, proportionally speaking, when you're looking at nearly 800 Israelis, nearly 900 now dead. You talked about 260 bodies of young people at a music festival just enjoying life. Um, that comparison, can you just give us a comparison in numbers? Because Israel is, I believe, a country of about 9 million. And if I'm correct, that would be nearly 30,000 Americans dead proportionately. Is that approximately correct? Yeah, slightly more than that. And, and, and can you imagine, can you imagine in, in a few short hours to be able to perpetrate that kind of carnage. And 9-11, you know, that horrific day with commercial aircraft, mm -hmm. um, they did it by hand. This was brutality uh, at, at the hands of Islamic terrorists that have no, uh, no value for life whatsoever. No. And so this is something that we've never seen the likes of in Israel before. And that's the reason that Israel needs to strike back mm -hmm. and ensure that these terrorists are never able to perpetrate an atrocity like this again. Yes. And that's one of the things that, boy, we're going to be talking about this throughout this week because I spoke with a, a friend yesterday who'll be joining me at four o'clock. And obviously now that Israel is striking back and justifiably so, beyond justifiably so, uh, obviously, I, I would gather Hamas's hope is that the narrative switches. And now it's, oh, look at the damage that Iran is doing. Excuse me, that excuse me, that Israel is doing um, Hamas, obviously being an arm of Iran. So we have to make sure to keep reminding people this is beyond justified. And what would we have done as Americans had this been happening on our soil? Tell us a little bit about Hamas, because obviously, you know, in this country and around the world, there are those who try to um, obscure the real nature of this organization by somehow tying it with Palestinians when actually they, you know, have basically been holding Palestinians hostage on the Gaza Strip, I think, since 2017. Can you can you tell us a little bit more about Hamas? Yeah, I mean, in fact, even even earlier, but Hamas is uh, a terrorist organization categorizes so by the United States, but also by dozens of countries around the world. And Hamas uh, is 
the long arm of Iran. Iran funded them with $100 million in just the last year alone. Hmm. And their charter, um, which is their mission statement, is to destroy Jews, not just the Jewish state. Um, if their leaders say, we must attack every Jew on planet Earth, we must slaughter and kill them. And so that's their dream. And what they've been able to do is kind of be part of that dream come true in this attack that's just taken place. Uh, Gaza is currently under the jackboot of Hamas, and that's been so since the disengagement mm-hmm. on Gaza. Uh, what that means is that the Israelis pulled out of uh, Gaza in a bold move for peace. And instead of uh, being a peaceful environment, at that point, they could have turned Gaza into the Singapore mm-hmm. of the Middle East, really. It's a beachside um, uh, location. And they could have taken all the greenhouses that were left with them, all the infrastructure and the industries, and made an amazing life for Palestinians living in peace with their Jewish neighbors next door. Instead, they turned it into a war zone yes. um, and really an, a launching pad where they uh, perpetrate terror attacks. Instead of funding, taking that money and funding it into schools and hospitals and education and, and the future, they funded it into terror tunnels where they can borrow underneath Israel and try and attack and kidnap uh, Israeli civilians into rockets that they can then shoot all across uh, the country, including towards Jerusalem today. Mm-hmm. They fired on Jerusalem, which is supposedly holy for them. It's so holy for them that today they hit a mosque, can you imagine, from Gaza with mm-hmm. a Hamas rocket in Jerusalem. Yeah. So unfortunate situation is, of course, you mentioned them holding hostage Palestinians. Really, the, the Palestinians are suffering under Hamas as well. Mm-hmm. So everybody would like to see the back of them. And uh, it will be better for everybody should they not be in control. Yeah, that, thank you so much for sharing that perspective because it's very important if you're tuning in. My guest is Michael Dixon. He is with Stand With Us, the executive director. He is in the middle of Israel right now sharing with us firsthand what is going on. And I think what you point out about Hamas is so important because if someone says they are for Palestine, well then, you know, a, a terrorist organization that uses children, schools, hospitals, and civilians as a shield is despicable and harming Palestinians as well. Um, now, this was a surprise, uh, Michael, uh, to many, it seemed like. Um, and I was reading about how Hamas had been basically, uh, you know, obviously practicing great subterfuge, saying that they were, you know, or or the Palestinians were saying that they were uh, happy with the fact that Israel was actually helping with incentives for those who live in Gaza to come work in Israel and focusing on that, actually helping, as, you, as you've talked about. Um, how did this happen, do you think, without notice in advance? Well, there will definitely be an investigation following this. Right now, we're in day three. But the war, and you mentioned it's not a war that's between countries, it's not a war that Israel has declared. It's a war that Hamas has declared on Israel, but of mm-hmm. course they're not observing any normal laws of war in their attacks against civilians, but totally on civilians. Yes. So um, there will be there will be uh, investigations afterwards. Obviously, uh, there were security failures, without a doubt. And there's a lot of anger and upset from Israelis that this was able to happen. Um, but those are for another day. Right yes. now, what you're seeing is a very united home front. People are baking goods and buying goods and driving goods to the front line. Mm. Uh, hundreds of, uh, of people on organizations all around the country for the tens of thousands of reservists that have been called out. Everyone I know has a brother yes. or a son or a father who's gone off to fight on the front line. 
Well, so there's a unity of purpose here. Um, we all know that Israel cannot afford to lose one war. In this world of 183 countries, there's only one Jewish state, and it's surrounded by many hostile countries and, mm-hmm. and actors. And so we cannot afford to lose a war, and we do not intend to. And so you can be sure that Israel will prevail. Yeah, absolutely. And and as you pointed out, I mean, the, the goal of Hamas is to kill all Jews everywhere on the planet. This is not about Israel. It's not about land. It is absolutely about a terrorist organization that is bent on absolute barbaric horrors. Um, and I, I, I absolutely agree with you. The timing right now is to be unified. And that means Americans supporting, you know, our, our uh, I would say, brothers and sisters in Israel, because we are people that believe in a free nation and believe in helping others to prosper, as Israel has done for people of, of many nationalities. Uh, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu ordered um, the the counter, well, really the, the fighting back, protecting Israel itself uh, called Operation Swords of Iron. What is the status right now? What is happening? Uh, we see that Israeli forces have gone into Gaza. Where, where does it stand right now from your perspective? Well, the objective is nothing less than the collapse of Hamas. Mm-hmm. And it's been a long time coming. And so this will be a long and protracted war. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, as you mentioned, Hamas use human shields. So they have to really now go door to door and find the terrorists while trying to minimize civilian casualties. And the IDF, Israel Defense Forces, have uh, perfected a number of ways to try and minimize civilian casualties. Obviously, it's almost impossible because you know, Hamas operate from below a hospital, for instance, mm-hmm. and you have to try and out the terrorists. And of course, the IDF are often using what's called a knock system where they uh, cause a loud noise on the top of the building when they're about to attack it, causing people to flee, innocent people to flee, so they can then destroy, for instance, mm-hmm. a Hamas infrastructure, which is embedded with Palestinian media and Palestinian uh, uh, services um, as human shields. So this will be a long and protracted campaign. Right now, the first phase is to ensure that none of the terrorists who infiltrated are still in Israeli cities. And even today, we've seen some of them um, trying to handcuff situations within Israel itself. Mm-hmm. And then to push back against Hamas, of course, there are airstrikes currently over Gaza attacking terrorist outposts. And this will continue, and it may be a long campaign. And the worry is that uh, Hezbollah, who are another long arm of Iran based in Lebanon to Israel north mm-hmm. will find this also a time where they feel they should attack Israel and the United States and many others around the world have warned them not to. And so Israel is also uh, bolstering defenses in the northern border as well mm-hmm. to avoid a two-pronged attack. Yes. Well, and that's certainly something uh, at, with, and by the way, if you're tuning in, my guest is Michael Dixon. He is calling us very generously from the center of Israel right now. He's with Stand With Us, executive director in Jerusalem. And uh, this this other front, the northern front with Lebanon, and I think it's about 12 missiles from the latest report that were fired in from Lebanon. Boy, everyone listening, call 
all of the representatives and let them know they need to pressure Lebanon and Hezbollah not to join in this fight, to say the least. Um, so you, you answered that and I appreciate, I appreciate that very much. Um, what can listeners do to help? Obviously, I know people, um, around this country that are praying, that are posting, that are expressing their standing with Israel, but what can people do? What what would be of service to you all in this moment? Well, thank you for asking that. And people have seen the images coming out of the massacre that Hamas perpetrated, the Palestinian terrorists perpetrated against Israeli um, men, women, and children, and mm-hmm. have been so uh, embracing in their support of us here in Israel. Um, so in, first of all, to keep informed, they can go to standwithus.com, standwithus.com, and find the latest information, updated information, and to share it all across social media. It's so important because we know there's a, a very active Palestinian misinformation campaign that is seeking to minimize mm-hmm. uh, or justify, can you imagine, justify this kind of violence. So yes. we really need to get the information out there for people to understand really what's happened here. And so for people can go to standwithus.com. There's also a list of organizations that are helping now first responders on the front line um, that they can donate to if they, if they are able to donate money towards this cause. And there are lots of other things happening. You know, medical personnel have been coming from all over the world to assist Israel in this time of need. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's so important to keep informed and to let people know what is happening. And that's what we try and do in our organization, Stand With Us, and I hope that people will join us and really help us get the word out to as many as possible. And as you said, speak up, join rallies, prayer vigils, mm-hmm. and put pressure on elected officials to continue their strong support of Israel. There, you know, there aren't two sides with, when something like this happens. There's a right and a wrong. That's absolutely. Absolutely, without a doubt. And and I so appreciate it. I'll make sure to post that on my social media. Just uh, one or two more questions, Michael, before I let you go. I can only imagine. What time is it there sure. right now in Israel? It is uh, midnight, half past midnight. Well, thank you. I'm sure it's been a sleepless last couple of days, and I so appreciate your has. yeah. I so appreciate your your taking the time. Um, you know, the misinformation. Uh, one of the things that even unfortunately came out by U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken, and then he took it down. Thank goodness. He was talking about how he was um, speaking with the Turkish foreign minister and wanting them to negotiate a ceasefire. We have some. I would call leftist Congress people who have said the same thing. Um, I obviously I'm going to talk about the rest of the show, but I would love to hear from you personally, being right there, being an Israeli, being in the middle of this fight. Why is a ceasefire not the answer? Because that is the misinformation that's getting pushed out there. Absolutely. Imagine the scenario. It's nine twelve. It's the day after nine eleven, and. Uh, I say, well, why doesn't the United States call for a ceasefire with Al-Qaeda? As ridiculous as that sounds, that is what we're being told by people who are pushing that narrative. And they're doing it for a reason, because they are on the side, unfortunately. Either they're misguided or they have malign intentions and they're on the side of these horrific jihadis and they have no uh, value Mm -hmm. for life. So, of course... And everybody would like a cessation of violence. But while Hamas is around, they've demonstrated their attention. If ever there was any doubt that this is some 
uh, you know, liberated liberation movement, um, let's be clear. The yes. mask has fallen from the face of Palestinian terrorism. And in addition to all of the bus bombings and the stabbings and the shootings that carried out over the years, to now this outright slaughter in people's homes and the kidnapping of, a, of grandparents, yes. the kidnapping of babies, um, it's right there for the world to see. Yeah. The no to a ceasefire and yes to strong action to ensure that Hamas is gone and both Israelis and Palestinians will be the better for it. They will, without a doubt. And and honestly, the world will be better for it because, as you said, Hamas's mission absolutely. statement is to rid the entire world of Jewish people. And that is absolutely horrendous. My last question. And, go, and no, I go ahead. Also, I, would, I would say also not just Jewish people. They're Christians, yes. minorities, women. Mm-hmm. This is who they're against. So everybody has a skin in the game. Yes, indeed, without a doubt. Anyone that is decent or of goodwill has a skin in the game, For without a doubt. Michael, you were sharing at the very beginning of the interview, if you're just tuning in, my guest is Michael Dixon, uh, just very uh, graciously calling us from the middle of Israel right now. You mentioned at the very beginning that from 6.30 a.m. on Saturday morning, your wife and you and your five children went to you know had to go down to a i don't know if it's a bunker or a safe house or what here's yeah yeah, here's my final question how are you and your family doing because um we care about the individuals as well as the entire country that is so kind of you to ask um we're holding up it's been an unbearable time Mm -hmm. there are things that you would not want to see or want your children to see that we have had to see and experience Yes. And uh, all I can say is that we we are in mourning right now, mm-hmm. but we stand strong and we're, we're very aware of what this represents, this evil represents. And yes. that's when I say we will prevail, we will all prevail together. And so we're standing strong and together with our allies, like you and your listeners, um, and all of the support that we're getting from people at Green is absolutely incredible. Um, they understand what this represents. And so mm-hmm. um, we will move forward and we will continue on strong and we will wish our men and women who are defending our country, including my oldest daughter, wow. who is an officer in the Army, um, we wish strength to them and safety and a quick and safe return to their families. Yes, well, we will be praying for the same. And I'm also going to make sure to share your book, um, is, Re- is Resilience, What Israelis Can Teach yeah. the World. You are a resilient people. And I want you to know everyone I speak to and have been speaking to is standing with you and praying for you all. Um, Michael, thank you so much. I greatly appreciate your graciousness. And while it might be too much to say that I hope you're able to get some sleep now, certainly know that we are here and we are going to be spreading the word to support you, your family, Israel, and the cause of freedom against barbarism uh, here on this station and elsewhere. Thank you again. Thank you, Deborah. I mean, more than you know, really. Thank oh, you. well, we mean it. Thank you so much. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy. It's America's most unique graduate leadership programs offered on Pepperdine's breathtaking campus in Malibu, California. Learn more at publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu. If you're enjoying the podcast, please tell a friend to go to Town Hall Review and sign up as well today.